Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. We've got an amazing guest on today. Her name is Desiree Weddle. And I actually realize I don't even know if I'm saying your last name right. Is, is it Weddle? It's Waddell. Waddell. I, I'm, thank you for, I'm, I'm glad we fixed it, though, like in the first 30 seconds and not like have me say it wrong the whole the whole show. Anyway, so she, she's, from, she's from Northern Colorado and has an amazing story. I'm just going to give you the, the highlights and we're going to dive in. Right. So um, as, as a new agent, she also is a new mom. Right. And she figured out a way to maximize her time and still make six figures. And so uh, uh, she, she's on a team with a, with a guy named uh, Brian Margolis, who's been my friend for years and years. And Brian's like, you got to get Desiree on Agent Power Huddle. And she is a rock star. She is kicking butt. I'm like, done. Let's do it. So so I'm I'm Jesse Zagorski. Right? I'm, I'm the host this morning. Um, Desiree, I, thank you for being here, first of all. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really looking forward to this time together. Yeah. And so, so tell everybody, how, how long have you been in real estate now? Yeah. So I got licensed April of 2021. So just a little over two years now, um, started out as a showing assistant for Brian, just, you know, hammering away, making those calls, setting appointments for him, um, graduated to a buyer's agent that following October of 2021 and have just been hammering away since with real estate. I, so I love it. And, and when did you have your baby? Um, June of 2022. And and for first, your first? Yep. Okay. You guys get this timeline? Okay. So gets into real estate in, by October. She's a buyer's agent. And then you, when, when was your baby born? In June. In June. Okay. Like, yeah. and how are you? So it, I don't know if you have any like way you've organized, you want to prepare all this. I'm just going to ask you some questions because I want to figure okay. out like, you're making six figures. How did you structure your time? You're like new in real estate, new mom, and you're still out just like, how did you structure your time? I, I mean, daily schedule. Brian always tells us, get your daily schedule down, get your perfect daily schedule down, allocate that time to make your calls. Because if you're not making calls, if you're not doing the boring stuff by making your calls, you're not going to get to the fun stuff by being out there showing homes. So it's really about hammering out that perfect daily schedule. All right. I, in a minute, I'm going to have you walk me through what your perfect daily schedule is, but I want to go backwards. Like, have you always been wired this way? Like whatever you did in life, do you just like you dive in, you do it? Is this a new skill set? Like, how, how is this for you? I grew up playing sports all my life. So and played college softball for two years. So having that college athlete mentality and having to be on a strict schedule at that as well has like always been something to bring me to where I am now. <laughs> I love that. Um, do you think it's possible for people who haven't been on a schedule their lives? Like, to, is this a skill people can learn or did you, like, were you born with this? Oh, oh, you could absolutely learn. It's, I mean, the more you do it and the more you stick to it, it just becomes habit. Just like anything you do becomes habit. Yeah, I love that. All right, so so let's let's walk through that. What your what your perfect daily schedule is? I know it's different for everybody, but I think my, my guess is some of the things you do are going to probably be uh, universal for everyone. So walk walk me through your day. Walk me through your schedule. So I mean, like everybody, try to get up and work out in the morning. Doesn't always work, but you know, um, my daily schedule is constantly fluctuating nowadays. Just having a one and a half year old. I mean, she's. I'm lucky enough to be able to be mostly stay at home mom, but also working while she's napping. So that's really when I hammer down and make my calls is while she's napping. Um, so 
I, I'm smiling because that is, is so like anyone who's had kids, that is such the forced efficiency. You're like, I've got limited time. However long nap is, I'm going to like talk about making you focus. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get two and a half, maybe three hours if I'm lucky. And that's when I'm creating that we have a CRM and I just go through and create a list of who I'm going to call that day. Maybe they haven't been called in a month or two weeks or they need, they've been looking on our website. So I just really find that specific list and go through that and make calls until she wakes up. All right. Let's, let's pause right there before we go deeper, because I really, I'm, I'm trying to listen for things that what's your superpower, right? Like clearly you're doing something right. How important do you think it is the fact that like, you know, I only have this limited time that causes you to fo- like do you are do you have days where you don't focus in that period of time or you're like no I'm pretty much like game on that I know I need to do this and this is my my window. I mean I I'm human lately especially definitely haven't been as on top of it just the holiday season and we also moved into a new house this year so just the stress of moving it's just everything adds up of course but really allocating that time I mean what you do 30 days right now predicts your next 30 days or your next 60 days. So really I I need to start hammering those calls out again to set myself up for success for the beginning of next year. I love it. All right. So, so if anyone's listening, if, if you don't have a new baby at home, I'm not suggesting you have to go get a baby, but if you do something to like create a a forced window of focus time, I I love that. All right. So, so you do your prospecting, baby wakes up from a nap, then, then walk me through the rest of your schedule. Yeah. I mean, like I said, mostly my time is focused on her. I have my degree in early childhood. So I, that is, she's my focus during the day. I may get some calls for real estate or whatnot if I have listings going on, but mostly my time is focused on her. So I really utilize that three hours of nap. And then when she goes to bed, I will take maybe half an hour to go follow up with emails and stuff. But then that's my time with my husband as well, because he's in the military and travels quite a bit. So we don't really get that time alone for having a baby. Wow. And, and, and so are you, are you still working with, with buyers these days or, or listings? Like if, and if buyers, how are you, where do you fit in time for showings and things like that? Yeah. So thankfully my mom is retired. So <laughs> we need some childcare and just drop her off. She's usually on the way or she'll come up here to us. So um, she helps out quite a bit, but I, there have been occasional times that I do take my daughter with me on showings. And but, but, but you're just, but if she, when you have childcare, you just, you, you'll go out, you do a showing and you come back. Yep. Yeah. Just simple as that. Just a couple hours. I, I just, I love this so much because you hear, I mean, I know the market's challenging, right? Just like, like you're, you're human, like anyone else at the same time, you're finding ways to still create success. Um, and you're doing it literally like two and a half hours to three hours of prospecting a day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it really, if you're consistent and you're on your schedule and doing what you need to do, it's not that hard to be successful. You just have to do it. That's the part is actually getting it done. So, so, so when you were newer, I mean, you've only been doing real estate for two years now. I still consider you newer, but you're, you're obviously yeah. getting pretty good experience already. You're, you're doing very well. Um, how did you learn, like, what to say to people? Or were you learning scripts? Were you role playing? Like, how did you, did, did you take an athlete's background to kind of apply it to real estate? Or how did you, did you get up to speed? All of the above. So with uh, the team that I'm on, that's kind of why I joined a team because I, I mean, I need the experience. I don't know what I'm doing. Real estate school doesn't teach you half of the stuff that you learn <laughs> in the real world out here. So um, being on a team really helped me. And Brian, we would go every single day. We'd have a 15 minute meeting huddle in the morning and we'd go, we would do a script or a play by play and just 
go with each other, bounce ideas off of each other, listen to what each other's wins and losses were and see what we could do better. I love it. And by the way, if anyone is here live, we got a number of people that are that are on the call live. If you guys have questions for Desiree, because we have some really experienced people here that I guarantee could learn things like you're two years in the business. You've got a new baby. We've now learned you're literally doing your prospecting for two and a half to three hours a day. And you're making six figures in this market. Like it's, it's awesome. So if anyone has questions, by the way, feel free to raise your hand or unmute yourself. Otherwise I'm going to keep asking. Um, did you have anything Desiree when, you know, when Brian's like, Hey, Jesse wants to have you on, on the podcast that you're like, oh, I really, I really want to make sure I share this. Like, is there any sort of like tips, tricks, things you, you want to communicate? Something that I learned really early on when having a baby and only having a set amount of time. I mean, her nap schedule has obviously changed since she's gotten older. Um, but for a while there was only having 30 minutes at, at a time to really allocate my time. So I know social media is a great part of real estate and we all love it, but I had to turn all my notifications off because that was my biggest distraction. Our notification pop up on my phone and then I'd just start randomly scrolling. And it's like, that was my biggest distraction. So turning all notifications off for social media was huge, a huge, huge help. Mm. And and do you keep them off all day or just during that focus prospecting time? I keep them off all day. Yeah. 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 It's too too much of a distraction. It's just not, not productive for me. Yeah. Do, Do you have, all notifications on your phone turned off period or just, just the other ones from, from social platforms. Just social media. Yeah. I, I mean, I, obviously if I get a text from my husband, I need to answer that. Yeah. Are, are you, are you communicating with, with your, uh, when you're prospecting, are you, you said, you know, phones, hammer the phones. Are you mainly calling on the phone, texting, DMing? What's, what's, what method? So I'll make a phone call. And if they don't answer, I have a kind of an outline of a text that I send to everybody who doesn't answer. And I'll just copy and paste it and send it right after my voicemail and move on to the next call. And and are you finding that more people like the back and forth conversations you're having, are they typically text based these days or a lot of them phone based? What's, what's your percentage for each one? I would venture to say most of them are all text. I mean, from the time that I'm calling during the day is like people are at work or lunchtime. They're not really going to answer the phones, but they will shoot me a text back. So, so let's, let's dive into the texting part for a minute. Cause I, I think that so much of communication has gone to text messaging and Absolutely. in terms of efficiency and focus, I think there's some part to that. Like, is your goal when someone texts you to respond quickly to the text or like when you said like, okay, when you're with your, you know, with your baby, you're really focused, right? Like, do you put your phone away? And so you like, you get back to them later. What, how do you balance that? It's kind of on like a, what they respond to me basis. I mean, obviously a text is easier for me to just like do real quick while she's playing over there rather than taking a phone call where she's screaming in the background. So I I will answer a text here and there because I do think that getting back to somebody quickly is important. I mean, you want to stay at the front of their mind and there you are answering them right away, getting back to them. Yeah, I, I love that. And and this is, I mean, a lot of people, you're in, you're in a, probably a small, small portion of realtors that have young babies at home, right? I might, my kids are now five and eight. So, but I remember those days. I just think there's so many parallels to things that like even people without babies can use where you have this focused time where you're generating all the conversations. And then throughout the day, the texts are kind of trickling back in and you just respond as they come in. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Yep. That is, I mean, key because obviously people don't text you back right away. You might not text them back right away. So really being able to kind of take that time to make your calls, do what you need to do. And then, like you said, everything else will trickle in throughout the day, whether it's an email, text, DM. 
I love it. All right. So Fran, Fran, who's listening from, from Charlotte, North Carolina, she's got a really good question. Um, it's kind of around how do you respond and when you do engage on social media, but first kind of at a high level, um, she's asking, are, are you getting any business from social media or just kind of like sharing content? How does, how does social fit into your, your strategy? You know, I really just use it for my sphere. I don't, I don't advertise or anything on social media. I just put things out there. So people in my sphere know that, Hey, I'm in real estate, but I'm also a real person and I have a life with a kid and with a family, but I like to show the real estate side of things as well. So I don't advertise or anything or put money into Facebook, but I will do a post if I have a closing or if I'm out showing people, I'll post a story of like something cool that you see in a house just to keep, like I said, keep yourself at the front of their mind when they think real estate. Yeah. So, so you probably are getting some business. Just it's very hard to track how much is directly coming from social, but it's 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 in the mix for you. All right. So, so what Fran's question then is, knowing you are using some social for that, how do you respond to notifications if you get tagged or you tag someone, right? Like, or do you have someone that does that for you? How does that work for you? Nope, I do it all myself. <laughs> well, I just really, as they come in, I mean, since I don't have my notifications on. If I'm checking it while she's napping or while she's off doing something else, then I will answer quickly or send them a DM or something. But I've, I'd say most of my business is not from social media. I think I had two closings this year from somebody who said, hey, can you get me a low interest rate? I'm just joking around and then creating that conversation with them through DM and then text is... But yeah, like I said, that's only to a seller and a buyer that came from that. I love it. I love it. Oh, this is so interesting to me. Fran's asking, are, are you saying does, does Desiree sleep or does, does her baby sleep? Do, do you, and I don't even know. Do, do you have a boy or a girl, by the way? A girl, but we say she's like our boy because she's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very active girl. All right. I, yes. I love it. Um, uh, and kind of related question. Or does, she's asking, do you sleep, Desiree? Do you sleep, Desiree? <laughs> I do. Thankfully, she sleeps through the night, so I get to sleep through the night. That, that helps a lot. Um, I have a question about you. You threw in a curveball, which is interesting. You have a, a background in early childhood education, correct? I do. Does any of that translate over to being a real estate agent, working with clients? How does it tie in? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I worked in a preschool for five years. I had to create that relationship with parents, even though I had more fun playing with the kids and talking with the kids. You still have to create that relationship with the parents. And I think that really helped me in real estate to be able to just have an easy conversation, just flow back and forth with each other. I mean, that really is what real estate is about, is just communicating. It doesn't even have to be about real estate. It could be about sports. It could be about what their kids are doing over the weekend. I love that. I, I have a mentor who always says, uh, all business is conversation. Absolutely. That's all it is. Right? I, I love it. All right. So um, I have so many questions, right? We're like, how, we're like halfway through. I'm like just trying to decide which direction to take this. So I, I thought, by the way, you were going to say before about uh, working in a preschool is a lot like working with a, you know, clients in real estate. But no, that's, that's, that's not really. I mean, want. you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. I see Diana just unmuted herself. So if you, I, I, by the way, I do want the people who are here live to have the ability to ask you questions because this is why if you're listening to the podcast, the recording, jump on one of our live huddles sometime, right? Agentpowerhuddle.com, 8 a.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday. So that way you can like engage and ask questions too. D Diana, what's what's your question? Hi. Um, thanks for doing this. I'm like brand, brand new. So I'm just getting started. And I love the idea that business is just conversation. Um, 
But how do you get over, how did you get over that like initial like, oh, I'm a brand new real estate agent and I'm calling all these people. And yes, I just want it to be conversation, but also I have, I don't want to call it ulterior motive, but I also want to like let people know that I'm available to help them. How do you get over that? Yeah. I mean, that's a huge struggle. I was never in, obviously I did early childhood before I was never in sales. So I don't have a super salesy aspect to my conversation with people. So just really, I mean, asking them, Hey, what, what are you looking for in your next home? What brings you to our website? Or my favorite line is if people say, Oh, I'm just looking I'd say, Oh, I love looking too. That's why I joined real estate. Yeah. And Diana, I, I think for, for I think something that'll help. So for Desiree, we'll kind of break into two categories. What you just described, Desiree, that's how you start conversations when someone's like an inbound lead, they've requested some sort of information, correct? Do you do any sort of um and Diana, it sounds like you might be asking about like conversations with your with your sphere, or are you talking about conversations with leads, Diana? Um, more just kind of with the sphere. I'm just struggling with the idea of reaching out to people and like letting them know that I've changed careers yeah so, so, so i'm going to guess on this one but so desiree when you're talking to people in your sphere how does real estate come up it comes up pretty naturally i mean everybody wants to know what's going on in the market so that first initial like message to them or even do like a video email to your sphere or ask them hey can i have your email i just joined a new career and want to send you a little update about it um, so just like sending them a little video email so they know what you're doing now and then going into, they're going to want to know about real estate. They, everybody's curious about what's going on in the market because of what's happened the past couple of years. Yeah. And and Diana, um, we have, I'll have to say, which, which there's a few older Asian power huddle episodes I can give you the, the link to later that'll help you kind of figure out how to, when you're talking about your sphere and things to do on social media, it's about just what Ezra said earlier, kind of getting yourself there and showing that you're a working agent on a regular basis. This is for everyone on the call, whether you're new or experienced. If you are connected to your sphere on social, and the more you can document, this is what I do in my day as an agent, they start to see you as, oh, you're you're a working agent. And then, like Desiree said, it just comes up in conversation very naturally. Once they know you're an agent, they're going to ask you about it because they're curious. All right. So good question, Diana. Desiree. Thanks. Um, I got I got a question for you. Um, so you wake up early or early-ish, you try to get your exercise in, you do your prospecting block, right? And then you're just with your with with your, with your your daughter and you, you work in showings, right? Anytime. Is there anything else throughout the day that's in your schedule that like is a must-have for agents that, that we're missing? I really just that time blocking. I'm making those calls is probably the number one most important thing because if you're not making your calls or posting on social media, you're not staying on top of everyone out there what you're letting them know what you're doing. I love, by the way, how simple it can be. First of all, you need to have <laughs> leads, right? But once you have leads, as long as you just make your calls and by calls, we mean calls and texts, right? Because a lot of this conversation of texts, making your, your outreaches, you're going to generate business. Like it, it, we don't have to over, it sounds like we don't have to over, do you think, well, here's a good question. Do you think a lot of people overcomplicate this? I think they do. And I think that's, part of the problem and maybe why some people aren't successful or get out of the business in, within the first couple of years, because they want to do too much at once. And one, they might not have the overhead for it at first. And two, it's just not all necessary. I mean, I understand how once you get into the business and you want to start getting more and more and more business, you want to start farming. You want to start doing all of the different things to put your name out there even more, but to keep it simple, it really is just about making the calls and getting that schedule done. 
I love it. I just, and you, you keep saying for, you know, for new agents, but I think this goes for experienced agents too. I see experienced agents have the same challenge, especially in this market where things have scaled back. We're like, oh, but I see if I can do all these different things to try to generate business. But like, if you just pick one and really double down on it, um, you'll get success. Did, did you have any, um, any advice given to you by coaches along the way that still sticks with you that you, uh, that, that, you know, ties into real estate for you? Gosh, I mean, just really utilizing your CRM as well. I'm, I mean, in ours alone, I'm, all the leads we have in ours, I think we have around like 9,000 plus. So just really, I mean, we always say there's gold in the old because some people may not be thinking about real estate or may not be looking, but if you plant that seed in their ear, or you're constantly sending them homes, just, hey, what do you think about this? Then they might start like, hey, maybe I do want to move or yeah, you're right. I don't like this area anymore. Let's Let's start looking at homes. Okay, so so let's say someone does have access to a database of a lot of leads. Either they're on a team or they had bought teams or just they've been in for a while. They've got this database. What are you looking for? You got 9,000 leads. You can't call them all. How do you sort it? What do you look for when you dive in there? Number one is who's been on our website the most. That's where I start. Because obviously, if they're on our website, they're looking, they have some interest. Um, so that's the first start. And then the next is really filing through and seeing who hasn't been called within the last 14 days to a month, because those are the people we're losing touch with. And and you pick up the phone. What do you say? Assuming they answer. Yeah, assuming they answer, because, yeah, that doesn't happen often. But uh, just say, hey, this is Desiree with EXP Realty. Just wanted to reach out and see how things were going and your real estate goals for 2024 now. Love it. But basic, basic open-ended question. Love it. And if it's a text message, do you change the wording or is it pretty much the same thing? If they're searching on our website, I'll ask about their timeline in mind. Um, but if they're not searching, it's just kind of like a following up on a cold lead, just kind of same thing. Just, Hey, do you have any real estate goals for 2024? How can I best assist you through the way or help you through the way? Making love- it warm and inviting, not, not so salesy. Yeah. Just, I mean, the way you come across here is probably the way you come across in text. It's just you. Do, do you do any uh, any video text messaging ever? Um, no text messaging on video. I I just put my face out there on email with my yeah. my headshot. I don't really. Just curious. I mean, you, you have such a nice, genuine, authentic way of being. I, like, I'm wondering how. I, I, my my guess is video text would be effective too if you were comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah. I just haven't really explored or felt the need to, but. Yeah, it definitely probably could help my business out. All right, so Fran's got another question. She's got she's full of good questions. You started the business in 2020. Interest rates have changed a bunch since then, right? Are you having any backlash regarding interest rates affecting purchasing power? And how do you respond to that when that comes up? Yeah, I mean, joining during the craziness, I always joke with people that it's kind of boring now. Like (laughs) before I was out showing all week and writing offers on the weekends. And now it's slowed down a lot. But um, to answer your question, I just, you know, people are saying, oh, I'm just waiting for interest rates to drop. And we always say like, why, why would you do that when you can start gaining your equity and then refinance at the, when interest rates do drop or if they do drop, because we don't have a crystal ball. Nobody can see when that time is. Yeah, I love it. And so, so is that, that's, um, how, how does that, uh, depending on what they say, where do you take the conversation from there? Is that usually like, okay, I get that. Or is it kind of like exploring into the motivation? Where where, where do you go from there? Usually they're stone cold. I mean, (laughs) leads just, they want the best deal. And I think that's where 
as a real estate agent, you have to do the research as well. So that this is where it takes away from your time of making calls and everything. So you just say, hey, I'll set you up on a search or I'll do a search for you. And is this a good email to send them to so you can see what's out there? So, so you just may have, have you thought of an interesting question then for the buyers that you're working with, because you're still, I mean, you are still out closing deals in this market, high interest rates, the people that are mainly buying, are they people that don't care what the interest rate is and, or they care, but like, but they have a, a, a reason to buy a life circumstance change, birth, death, divorce, job transfer, or are they people that are like, they're moving up and they want to move? What are, what are you seeing with most of the clients you work with? So I, it's kind of funny. We call, Brian calls me the new construction queen because <laughs> this past year I have closed more new construction homes than not. Um, that just the builders are offering such a great rate and offering to buy down the interest rate or pay towards closing costs that have really just kind of led my buyers towards new construction. And it's just worked out. I mean, even the ones who are on the fence about like, oh, I don't know. I was like, let's just go out and see. You never know. And so that, I mean, if you do have that in your area, I highly suggest going to new builds. I love that. Uh, and, and by the way, everyone who doesn't have new builds is like, well, that works for sure. Then that's why I can't possibly be successful. There's something like that in your market too. Everyone's got some niche they can dial into. I, but if you do have new construction, so are these people that are getting new construction, they're just aspirational? Like they they want to move up or is there something that is that changed they, their size needs in their house? What are you seeing with the people buying new construction? Shockingly, it is more first-time home buyers that are able to go into new construction because of the rate buy down. I mean, they're buying the interest rate down. I think the lowest I had closed a couple of months ago and they bought the rate down to 4.99. I love it. And that's just unheard of in this current market. Yeah. So, so if you guys are in markets where they don't have a lot of new construction, you can talk to resale sellers about that. But I love the idea that new construction has it built into this. Re really good. I love that, Desiree. So, so um, looking forward, right? You're now your 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 daughter's one and a half. You've got your schedule. What do you see kind of on the on the horizon for you? Where where do you where do you want to take take your you now your career? Where do you want to where do you want to go? You know, just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. If it's broken, don't fix it. <laughs> I mean, I, I would love to be able to go into the office more, just to maybe have a whole day to work instead of three hours at a time. <laughs> why? Why you'd spend a whole day and waste half of it? This way, you're you're getting the same thing done in two and a half hours, right? Right. Right. Oh, I love that. All right. We got, we got four minutes. Um, if you had to give advice, I'm going to give advice to two different categories, right? First one will be new agents. And the second one's going to be experienced agents. And, and maybe you think, but I've only been there two years. I don't care. You got stuff you can tell experienced agents too. So if you had to give a piece of advice to new agents, what would it be? Don't give up. I, that was, I mean, it's scary going straight commission right away. If you're not in a straight commission position to begin with, but don't give up. I mean, that first closing is going to be so worth it. And that check that you see is going to be worth it. So don't give up. Just keep pushing forward, doing what you have to do every day, making that daily schedule. Once you start getting that daily schedule down and being consistent with it, it won't even be something that you have to put effort towards anymore. It, it'll just become habit. I love that. That was great. I love it. All right. And so for experienced agents, because I will tell you, you absolutely have things you can say to them. What advice would you give for experienced agents? Go back to the basics. I mean, uh, that's what we started doing as a team is just, you know, making those calls, just going back to what you were told as a new agent and not trying to overdo it. I love that. I love that so much. All right. If people have referrals 
for and and we you're, we have you as Northern Colorado. But like, is there a certain area of town if people have referrals to send you? Like, I love Desert. I got a client in Colorado. What, what area do you want people to think of you in, and how can they connect with you? I mean, we really service all over Denver. I we're willing to go all the way to Castle Rock to all the way up to Fort Collins. So if you're familiar with Denver, it's it's a pretty wide area. Love it. Love it. And if someone who's listening to this podcast later, someone here live or listening is like, I got a referral for Desiree. How should they connect with you? Um, a phone number, email, really whatever's easiest for you guys. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. We we will put we will put whatever content that we want in the show notes, guys. Uh wherever this podcast is posted uh, on the website, we'll post your your uh, your content over there, phone number, email, whatever wants people can connect up with you. Desiree, this is fun. Yes, thank you for having me. Thanks for thanks for your energy. Like it's so fun to talk to like it, it just you have such a great perspective on what you're doing. And it's just you make it sound so easy, right? Just, <laughs> anybody can do this. Right. It's not that easy, but like I said, keep going to your daily schedule and pushing forward. Well, how about this? Anyone could do it if they put in the effort. How about that? <laughs> All right. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Coach Amy Izzo will be here. There's an amazing agent power huddle lined up on Wednesday. And uh, we got a lot of good ones this week. So Desiree, thanks for being here. Thank you, Bye, guys. guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.